Hello, and welcome to Tammy Ginders. It's the programme on Manx Radio where we take a look at the weird and wonderful and sometimes just downright interesting things around the Isle of Man. Not much to add to that, other than the fact we could be looking at pubs, we could be looking at coins in lemon juice, and we could be wondering, why did you break a leg? So you mentioned coins. Now, if you heard last week's programme, you know that we do a weekly challenge. And last week we did something a little bit different. We did it as we recorded the show um, and it involved putting two coins in some lemon juice to see what happens to them. And I'm a little bit hesitant because I've got the cup here mm. with the two coins in. Jump, that's my best cup. Right. And I suppose I should try and get the coins out but I'm not really that keen on sticking my fingers in there that looks disgusting get the trusty pen knife there's a bit of a separate something has happened there's a bit of a separation isn't there there what am I going to do with that well take the take the blade out and see if you can get the coins out you're going to have to open the thing for me I get scared with pen knives (laughs) I'm the one who chews my nails so the theory behind this was it was just something I'd spotted Right. I'm always looking on online just to see some of these challenges. Oh, they're stuck. Thousands and thousands and thousands of uh, challenges online and little scientific Ooh. experiments. This was one I saw, but it was American. And so what they were doing, they were saying, oh, did you know that lemon juice will actually dissolve a dime or a nickel? Uh, one of the little uh, the sort of penny coins in the oh. States pre a certain period. Now, I think I've got one at home, but in the meantime, I thought, well, does it work with a penny? And it's to do with whether it's got a, a sort of solid core or not, or whether it's actually sort of galvanised. Uh, and sure enough, the little one they, they were showing on video, yeah, if you leave it there for long enough, it actually, first it cleans it, and then it actually eats away the edge of the coin, you can see the inside. But I don't know whether it works with a penny. So what's happened with the pennies? Are they cleaned? Are they got well, any... on first inspection, they look a lot cleaner. So it's taken that, you know, they are obviously, what, sort of 30, 40 years old, these um, these pennies here. So they've taken off the, the layer of grime on them. Hang on, actually... I'll just video here while you're doing that. Oh, right, Okay. Here we are. Um, but actually, one of them, if you can see the Queen's face here, it looks like a a strange sort of bat shape has appeared on it, as it does seem to have taken off the top layer there, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. The other one, the other one just okay, looks so a little bit cleaner. So, yeah, I think if you left it in there for a little bit longer, maybe, we might actually see some disintegration. You know what? You might be right. Right, I'm going to pop them back in. That is disgusting, though, in the bottom of there. Enjoy what? that. Don't don't get your cups mixed up and drink that one instead of your coffee this morning. Well done. Right. Yay. Do you know what we need now? Go on. Probably a little trip to the pub. Now, that's not too bad an idea, realistically. Well, here we are. You are listening to Tammy Gindis. And where better to be on a rainy Sunday morning than in a pub, H? <laughs> Well, we started this a couple of weeks ago. We're looking at uh, the Woodburn Hotel. We looked at, uh, we had a look around there because it was their 125th anniversary, and it got us thinking about other pubs in the Isle of Man because there must be so much history in these places. So we've come to one, which again I'd never been to before. You've been here. I have. Not for quite some time, it must be said. Uh, an iconic pub, one of those iconic TT pubs right on the course. Fantastic spot to watch, of course. I have watched the TT from here, and I think the last time I was here, I was probably out hiking. It came in for lunch. We are at the Ginger Hall in Sulby, and uh, we are joined by Ben Sari, Landlord, is that what you call yourself? Yeah, landlord, proprietor, I suppose, as well. 
keeping everyone in check. Um, yeah. So how long have you been here, Ben? Uh, back, coming up back two and a half years now. Um, so yeah, yeah, two and a half years. And it's, it's doing well. It's, it's rocking at the minute. It's good. Well, we'll talk more about... Um, about the pub in general and how it works in the modern day in a moment. We're joined, joined in. This is Dudley, the uh, pub mascot, you say? Yeah. Oh. That's Chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything to say, Dudley? No. Yeah. Um, Quick sniff, that's it. Let's start at the very beginning then. Why is it called the Ginger Hall? Okay, it's called the Ginger Hall uh, because it had an, uh, an associate... Well, it, it brewed ginger beer here for a time. Now, it was originally called the Scottish Tavern. So it was called the Scottish Tavern from the point I think that it was um, that it was built in the late 1700s, and it was called that up until uh, a fire completely sort of gutted the place, and it got rebuilt and uh, you know new new management and whatnot, and they decided to call it the Ginger Hall, based on its association with ginger beer. Ah. That fire you mentioned yeah. was there an indication that perhaps it was started by somebody who might have thought about starting a fire well, uh yeah i think um you know when all the furniture gets laid out in the garden that's normally a, an indicator and uh, yeah there was um there was a lot of uh i think it was quite obvious i think the chap actually got done for it i don't think there are any injuries and it was just like the phoenix from the flames the, the ginger hall came out of it 1888 that was so it's been. So it's been a pub here for quite some time, then, realistically. It has, yeah, 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 tons. Yeah, it's been been here for ages. Hard to pin date though on the original time that it was opened, though. You say. Uh, yeah, well, from my research, I mean, there'll be people listening to this probably who know exactly when it was, but I can't seem to find definitive date. Just late 1790 around then. Isn't there something amazing about? the fact that this has been a place where people have always come to, to to get together to have a drink I don't know it's just great isn't it well that sort of history that yeah. feeling like theatres and such like you've been there for a long time and it's yeah. a link I mean it's obviously been there all my lifetime as well and it's got that link now and I suppose going back to way back when with the TT yeah of course yeah I mean it's uh, one of my favourite stories uh, about a, a kind of an era of this pub was when the um I think it was the RAF guys who were based in Jerby. They used to frequent here most nights. And uh, somebody told me once, on a very, very quiet Tuesday um, in the middle of winter, they said, back in the day, like, I think around 50s, 60s this was, on a Tuesday night there would be like 100 people in here and there'd be a conga every night that would go around the pub. So that's probably my favourite uh, time for the pub, like hearing back, because it just sounds like it was absolutely absolutely rocking now you did say when we were having a chat just before that there's been quite a lot of death here um, any particular stories uh, well there's been a few yeah it's quite grisly um, my wife and I researched it quite a lot just before we reopened we made like a little display cabinet over there of old newspaper articles quite a few suicides um, of the management which doesn't bode well. <laughs> but, um, yes. There was also there was, the real grisly one was a, a girl here. I think it was in the thirties. She was just working as a barmaid here, and she um, was walking home. I think over the Sulby Bridge, and she died. She kind of keeled over, and it transpired she she was poisoned whilst working in the pub. Neck. Yeah, this yeah. isn't good. You're not going to add to these statistics, are you? No, <laughs> no, no, I really, I know. 
Um, I have to ask then, um, given that sort of grisly history, any resident ghosts or spirits? Um, yeah, a lot of people have said they've had some strange experiences. I, I'm very on the fence with it all, but I had a very odd experience. About a year ago, I was cashing up uh, late on a Saturday. I was the only person in the pub, all locked up. And if you're familiar with the ginger, just down the steps from the bar in the hallway, I just heard this massive crash, like you'd picked up a very heavy... Um, you know, I, I said it was like someone smashed a TV down on the floor and it, it, the noise was just reverberating around the pub and I walked, I thought one of the gambling machines had fallen over and there was just nothing, absolutely nothing there at all. Wow. And I looked back on the CCTV and you can see, it doesn't have volume on it, but you can see me like rushing down there like what on earth's happened, but nothing at all. No, that is, yeah, that's, that's Milntown quality, that is. That isn't really it? is. Well, we aren't that far away from Milntown, I suppose, just down the road, really. Yeah. But, oh my goodness. So this, um, where we're sitting now, is this the, the main bar? Yeah, this, this has always been the main bar. Um, I believe this, where we're, we're at the far end, again, if people are familiar with the pub by the dartboard, this was a, like the smoking room. And I think where you see that beam there, I think it was like a separate room, like it was petitioned off. And, uh, yeah, uh, but it's been, as far as I can tell, it's been open like this for a long time now. It is classic. And, again, I'm looking around because there's some fantastic, uh, if you go into the main lounge here, there's some great pictures. There's Joey Dunlop over there. There's pictures of the actual course. Any particular links with any of the TT guys or famous guys come around? Well, I mean, I think, I think generally it holds... Um, quite a place in most of the TT guys hearts like they like to pop in if they're uh, if they're over um you know over the years it's sponsored various people I think they used to have a good uh, affiliation with um, Dave Molyneux when he was starting out um but yeah I mean they all know it they all they all pop in sort of it's almost like paying their respects I think they come because it's just it's such a it's such a landmark uh, section of the course and so yeah, uh, it's uh, it's beloved with the TT riders and fans oh, alike. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And what about the clientele generally then? Is it sort of people from around Solby? Do they come from far and near, or the regulars? Any great characters? Have you sort of get a good mix? Yeah, it's it's a good mix. I mean, midweek, um, it's very much uh, a local crowd, and uh, we got a group of young guys, like young farmer lads who are brilliant. They come from sort of all around the north. They're in most nights, and yeah, full of characters. I don't want to single any of them out because they'll listen and <laughs> think that I'm taking the mick. But no, there's some brilliant heads that come in. And on the weekend, it's complete mixed bag. Get people from all over the island because of the restaurant and because of the uh, live music and stuff. So, yeah, really good. I mean, it's not been like that the whole time. It's taken a while to build to that. But Yeah. yeah. And you, you've obviously brought the music in, a good musician yourself and playing a lot. So do you play as well? Or do you have, you're saying on, we're here on a Sunday today and some uh, Celtic music on today. Yeah, Celtic music. I mean, that's, that's out of my, um, I'm, not, I'm not too good on the old Baran. But uh, now I've played a few times in here. It's always good fun. But you, I don't really relax when I'm playing. I'm just looking out thinking, that person looks a bit too drunk to be in at the minute. Or, <laughs> so I, I, don't, I tend not to. Like, I think I, it's probably more responsible if I'm, yeah. you know. You've always got your landlord sat on. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. (laughs) 
Ben Sari at the Ginger Hall in Sulby. We'll be heading back there a little bit later in we the programme. We will, and we're pootling around a bit more. But, you know, we do wonder about a lot of things on this show, don't That's we? That's what it's about. And that one of the things about. that I got thinking about the other week when you were in Wind in the Willows wearing a very fetching pair of breeches and riding boots... I thought so. ...was, the ears and the hat maybe too much, but anyway, um, was about expressions again. And I know we've done this in previous series. we talked about things like left on the shelf and we, we worked out um, why that expression came about. But I was like, why do you, in a theatre, say break a leg before a show and I realised I've said it many 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 times and I didn't know yeah you always say you never say good luck good luck yeah (gasps) I know and if you say that to anyone they are like oh my goodness but why break a leg leg." yeah why did you know why you know what I wasn't 100% certain but I thought if there's one place to find out it's asking a couple of people backstage okay so backstage of the theatre at the Gaiety, where better place than to ask people what is the origin of the phrase when you're going on stage, break a leg. Darren? Uh, I understand it to be that the, uh, the leg was the curtains at the side of the stage and you only got paid if you went through them, hence breaking a leg. Ah, that sounds feasible. <laughs> Any advance on that? Well, I personally think it's because there's some really violent people in the theatre and I think that they all want you to break your leg so that they can get on the stage instead of you. I prefer his one. <laughs> now then, here's a person who should know. Shame shame. You feel you do know the answer to this great thing. You're going on stage. You never, never, never say, good luck. You always say, break a leg. So my understanding, Howard, is that the side of the stage is dressed with hard flats, which are affectionately known as legs. So the first time you enter the stage, you break past the leg. So that is your first entrance of that particular show. Break the leg is go forth, go on, go onto the stage and do your thing. That sounds completely believable and you would know. Now we know. There we go. Seamus Shea with the answer, I think. It has to be said, Darren was pretty much on with it as well. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Uh, Whether the other suggestion from a certain ex- Constabulary member of our. <laughs> I don't know. I think that he spent too long in the force. Maybe that was it. It's my belief. But thanks very much to. Yes. Backstage. It's, you know, people are backstage. This was like just as the performance was starting or something. So. Um, it's what they needed, wasn't it? A question like yeah, that. A question like that. It's just a thing to set you up before you go on stage <laughs> in about 30 seconds. Yeah. Very good. But if so you've well got done, another expression that you think we should be uh, looking into, then do get in touch and let us know. Uh, this is Tamagindis on Manx Radio. Challenge time now. And for once. We're in a slightly different location. So here we are. We're not in the kitchen for the Tamagindis Challenge this week. We're in one of the Manx Radio studios. Um, and I'm just going to try and describe what we've got in front of us. Howard's brought one of his little Tupperware pots in that's full of some sort of liquid. Yeah. It looks like milk, but... It does look like milk, doesn't it? What is it? It's actually corn flour and water. OK, that's and you're, you're sticking a, a pen in it. Yeah. Corn flour and water. So corn flour used for thickening your sauces and whatever from the kitchen and such like. And uh, straight water. So you can see. But the curious thing is we put it together like this. You can see it is a liquid. Yeah? You would agree. So you can sort of stick your pen in like that. And is it that curious considering that you've put water in it? I know. But the thing, the thing is then if you take it out again. So if you do it slowly like that, it's fine. If right. you do it hard. <gasps> oh, wow. So you would think... Can I have a go? Uh, well, tell you what, try, try punching the surface of yeah. this. So I'll hold this and you punching try... Punching the... What, with so, my hand? Doom, yeah, with your hand. Are and, you joking? And see what happens. Oh, this is going to go wrong, isn't it? 
Hey, no, it's not going to go wrong. You've got no faith, have you? So just punch the surface with your, with your hand. So get at your fist and then sort of punch down at the surface. This the is going to go everywhere. We'll try it oh and see. Oh, my gosh. There's microphones here. Is this a safe place to do it in? OK, if you don't trust me, you can take it and put it, onto the, uh, put it somewhere else if you want. Oh, I don't want to do it. <laughs> that's really weird. Oh, my gosh, that's really weird. <laughs> don't hurt yourself. Weird, eh? That is weird. Yeah. That's a strange one. So, like I said, if you... But if you just sort of try just gently sticking your finger in, it will actually... If you just go very slowly, your finger will just sort That's, of go into uh, into the surface. Uh, oh, no, this is like one of those things, you know, you put your hand in those tunnels. And yeah. you get a feeling around. Ooh. Oh, tunnels you put your hand in too, but yeah. <laughs> there you go, you see? It's all right, I've got a cloth. So now we're back to sort of liquid again. That's really weird. So go on then, what's the... Scientific explanation. Ah, well, I thought for a change this week, you can find out and tell me. <laughs> OK. So we'll, um, yeah, I mean, if people have got any ideas, they can let me know. Uh, but in the meantime, you can do a little bit of research and next week all will be revealed. How about that? Perfect. <laughs> right, and we will put that one up. See, Sarah, Sarah Handy, when I showed her, she said, oh, yes, yes, uh, cornflour and water. I remember this at school a bit. I can't remember exactly why. And remember, you've got to try and find out. Yeah, to, you know, got to do a bit of Googling or something. That's possibly one of the weirdest things. Can you imagine if you'd just tuned in in the middle of that and just heard me punching? I mean, what was, in effect, a Tupperware full of stuff. Correct. Bizarre. Correct. What are we doing with our lives? Well, it's just one of those weird <laughs> things. I mean, I've always found that one fascinating. And you always think something like that. You think there's got to be a good use to it. Right. Don't know. I mean, just not punching it in a Tupperware tub. But I thought, could you put it into a vest and it would have been like bulletproof? So it would be flexible when you were just moving. But if something struck you like a bullet, it'd go boom and, and it wouldn't go through. Maybe that's how you're going to make your fortune. Yeah, don't hold your breath. OK. Uh, let's head back to the pub now. It sounds like we possibly need to. Back to see Ben Sari at the Ginger Hall in Sulby. And at this point, we asked him what this year had been like with obviously having to go through lockdown. Yeah, it was very tough, but um, I still... I, I mean, all the horribleness of it aside, me personally, I wouldn't swap it because it's done far more good for me than not... Um, it just it, the time out was was really handy to reassess things and and the the pub and the business has performed so much better since we reopened because of it and um, did the pub up as well it, it was a bit probably a bit frayed around the edges a bit tired looking before so we we gave it a real facelift so yeah I, I mean it my experience isn't everybody's experience I know it's been absolutely awful for for some people but just personally it's been it's been good for me and it must have been pretty amazing that day when you could first reopen and everyone's back in here yeah it was it was great it was a lovely feeling and it was extra special because like I say the pub it was when you when you tamper with something that's uh, you know beloved to certain people like 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 I say we really did give it a good facelift I was a bit worried about what the reaction would be um, but it was generally all positive and yeah, it was lovely. And we had the beer garden open before we opened the pub. And that was great. It was just very encouraging to see people come out and support it. OK, can we have a, a look round at the rest of the uh, pub, if that's OK? Yeah. Marvellous. Okie dokie. All right. I'll just see if I'm going to disturb Dudley now. He's back. Hey, Duds. Yeah, mind your paws. That's it. There we go. All right. So I was saying before about how this place used to be a, um, 
a real focal point for the um, the military guys who lived in the barracks in Jerby and whatnot. I believe they built that back bar. It's like quite an ornate, fancy, um, grand back bar that we've got. It's a lovely. Uh, I think it's my favourite thing about the pub. And the little crest, the shields up there are from, I believe, uh, different submarine uh, divisions. Or wow. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah, that's a good bit of history. I could never, ever have tampered with that. I would have been shot. And the Castletown Ales mirror there, that is highly collectible and sought after. Um, yeah. And I think that's what makes pubs like the Ginger, isn't it? It is that sense of history that you, you come in and people maybe who haven't been here for... I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years will come in and that's still there. It's still something that, that will mean something to them. Absolutely, yeah, totally. No, that could never change. Um, and the bar here, big long bar, I believe used to belong in an Isle of Man bank. Um, is that what that bell is? There? Yeah, yeah. That oh, is yeah, there's a little, there's a little bell there. For getting I thought that was for service, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, no. Um, so yeah, that, that's been here for a good, good chunk of time as well. Is it difficult then with, you were saying, you've done quite a lot, you've, you've modernised it, you've sort of brought it up, you've, like I said, tied it up a bit. Is always that balance between sort of having that link with the history you were saying and having to sort of move with the times as well? Yeah, definitely. Now, before, it was kind of, it was very, it had a very, very heavy um, TT presence in, in the pub. You know, there were dozens of pictures up and whatnot. And, of course, we've got the big ceiling here which if, if people haven't seen it, it's a huge uh, map of the course um, it's yeah. right above your head you have to look straight up and must admit, oh, you're not going to yeah. see it but I wanted to I wanted to bring a bit of balance to uh, the theme of the of the pub I wanted to make it a bit bit TT a bit Solby a bit of the pub's history um, and I think we struck that balance well and, and managed to uh, keep the real TT heads happy which I was a bit concerned about <laughs> I as bet. long as Joey is still above the fire Joey is still there so he's okay. still looking and yeah looking very uh, imperious and we've got a new bar staff member well, here I'm just making myself at home behind the bar it's a long time since I worked in a pub I think it was um, the Hop Garden in about 2001 but um, yeah there is it's great so uh, I'll just make myself You're looking at home yeah. yeah 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 yeah. Any, ch- any chance of a job uh, absolutely yeah yeah you can start in a few hours if you like. <laughs> right then, Beth, clear out. No, no snaffling the whiskey there. Yeah, or the gin. That was very rude. Well, I would be a look- very good barmaid, I'll have you know. Yeah, you were looking keen. I must be said I was. You. I, see I was keen. And home. I could see over the bar as well, so that was a bonus. Well, you were standing on a box. Do you know what we'll do? Um, in a couple of weeks, I think, we will reveal a story about another type of spirit that's at the Ginger Hall. Yeah, that's a good idea. Do you see what I've done there? I see what you did there. Hey, hey. Yes, Um, definitely a few. Yes, he had a few stories to tell. Yes, he really did. But we have reached the time now where we take a look through the Manx Radio archive. And you know what? There's something that we just can't resist. And it is any chance to play some of this man. Okay, the interview with Bill Harrison. We're at 5 Highview Road. And it's, I think, the 10th, probably. Is that the 11th? Yes, it is. It's the 10th of August 2005. And uh, Bill is going to talk about... Uh, what, it's W.P. Harrison, isn't it? No, that was the name of the business, oh. my father's name. Do you have any other name? Is no, it William Harrison? Isn't it? Just William. Just William. Right, there's a character for you. <laughs> just William. <laughs> just William. <Yes. clears throat> anyway, we're going to talk about 
the thing that I understand was called Operation Overlord, uh, D-Day in Normandy in June of 1944. Uh, as a Royal Engineer then, you'd already been trained, I mean you knew a Bailey Bridge from bottom to top and top to bottom I suppose. Yes, we'd been trained for over two years on assault crossings, uh, Bailey pontoon bridging, demolitions and various other engineering work. Most of it was done in Northern Ireland preparing for the invasion of France. Do you know what, I could listen to David Collister interviewing all day, but that's all we have time for this week. We'll be back next time. Bye.